Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Lives, and we need, we need to really recognize it because so often we take for granted the, the blessing that we have. We've got lights here tonight. We've got air conditioning here tonight. <clears throat> uh, just uh, about, what, probably eight months ago, in Malawi, uh, Pastor Chambaro, we, we support, uh, and if you've been there any length of time, you've heard me talk about him. I was a missionary there in Malawi, and now we support Alex Chambaro and their church. They've got a great work going on there, and a big conference at the end of this month, so be praying for them. But about eight months ago, they had the transformer in their area where he lives and where the church is blew up. Transformer blew up. And they were about three months without power. I mean, the the whole area, because they didn't have a transformer. You know, here, if we get a transformer goes out, usually in the same day, they've got, within hours sometimes, they've got. And so uh, we sent a generator over so they were able to keep lights on, keep the thieves away, and et cetera, et cetera. But... You know, we just take for granted that when we walk in, we turn on the light, light's going to go on. If it's uh, hot, we'll cool it down. If it's cold, we'll warm it up. And there are so many things like this that because it's, it, we're just so used to having it, we take it for granted, but we shouldn't take it for granted. And, and I said last week, I don't, I'm not presenting all this to make us feel guilty for the blessing that's ours. I don't believe we ought to be guilty, but I think we ought to be appreciative anyway, right? And so we ought to recognize how blessed we are. Tonight, I'm going to go in a little different direction and talk about blessing God. Most of us know John 3.16, a lot of us know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So... God not only loves the world, he loves us. And he not only loves us, he actually likes us. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Now tell yourself, God likes me. I was thinking about, uh, and some of this will date me, because some of you will remember this from way back uh, when, when I would watch the Academy Awards. I don't even watch them anymore. I uh, but anyway, uh, Sally Field, when she accepted her Oscar uh, for, uh, it was actually a pretty good movie. Uh, no, it wasn't Forrest Gump. It was back, way back before that, some, something with her. And anyway, anyway, it was, uh, it was pretty good. It was a movie you could watch today and not get defiled. Anyway, <clears throat> so she got an Academy Award for it. <clears throat> and when she got up, she goes, you like me. You, you like me, you know, and everybody applauded and all that. Well, you know, that's something for someone to feel that and be accepted for what they do. But, I mean, we're talking about God actually liking us. He likes you. I think there's a lot of people that, a lot of, I think there's believers who kind of wonder, well, I he may have liked me yesterday. I don't know about today, you know, and that kind of thing. So the reason God the Father gave his only begotten son was so he could draw us close to himself. Isn't that right? right. 
John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus said, but, if, but I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. God wants us to be close to him. And the secret to having a good relationship with him is understanding this. He wants us to be close. Uh, Our prayer lives will radically change if we believe God looks forward to spending time with us, that he actually likes us. I read the story about a, a little boy that walked to and from school every day, and the weather one morning looked like it was going to be just bad with clouds and they were forming. And this kid, though, wanted to go ahead and walk to school and walk home like he always did uh, to elementary school. And so as the day went on, the winds whipped up and, and thunder and lightning were flashing and booming. And so his mom was worried about her son that he would be afraid walking back home from school. And so she and she wondered if it would be safe and so she got in the car and drove uh toward the school and so thunders roaring lightnings flashing the skies lighting up and being concerned uh she gets closer to the school and he you know school was already out and she sees her little boy walking along and at each flash of lightning he stops and smiles and she watches him do it again. She, every flash of lightning, he stops and smiles. And so she catches up to him and, and finally says, what in the world are you doing? And he answers and he says, God keeps taking pictures of me. <laughs> you know, we could learn something from that kid. We provide something that God desires. He desires our relationship. He wants our love and companionship. We bless him. And so tonight I'm hoping to give us maybe a new perspective about blessing, and that is as his people, we bless the Lord. This is wild. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2 says, Bless the Lord. O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. In the same uh, chapter, verses 20 through 22, bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his host, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure, Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. There's a very powerful but, and a simple but powerful truth here, and that is that you and I, as God's people, have the ability and responsibility to bless the Lord. This is, this is pretty bizarre. Uh, as God's people... This is one of our purposes. This is, this is one of our callings, and that is to bless him. That's pretty wild when you think about it. Lord, I bless you. I mean, it almost sounds blasphemous, doesn't it? I mean, I, I bless you, Lord. 
I mean, it, almost, it sounds kind of ludicrous. I will bless the Lord. It almost sounds like an ultimate ego trip. I bless the Lord, right? But it is not as incredible as it may sound. We have the ability to bless the Lord. Now listen to these verses again, uh, Psalm 103, 1 and 2, and then verse 22. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, all his works, and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. There's a theme in that. I don't know if you picked it up, but... He's not saying, bless my soul, oh my Lord, right? He's saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul. I get a kick out of that, don't you? I mean, anyway, maybe you will as we continue on. <laughs> Psalm 34, verse 1 through 3. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us, us exalt his name together. In Psalm 72, verse 18 and 19, bless the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Say amen and amen. <clears throat> the phrase, bless the Lord or blessed be the Lord, these phrases are used 58 times in the Bible. And the men who wrote these verses knew something that we need to understand. As God's people, we have the ability to bless him. And so there are two things quickly we need to remember. One is we can bless the Lord. We have this ability. We have this ability to bless the Lord. He is blessed by us. I know. See, I've been a believer for a long time, for decades now, almost a half century. I was thinking about this today. I am coming up in, in two and a half years, I will have been a believer for 50 years. So I was like five when I got saved, you know. <laughs> no. But I've, I've been a believer for a long time. And, and this still... If, and I think you can kind of pick it up. It still impresses me <laughs> that I have the ability, we have the ability to bless the Lord. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Uh, understanding that we can bless God will, should inspire us to do it. Uh, we were created with the ability to bless Him, and it's a big part of why we're here. You exist to bless the Lord. Okay, and then secondly, we not only have the ability, but we also, it's our responsibility, and so we should determine that we will bless the Lord. So I want you to say this with me, I will bless the Lord. Praise God. I think that blesses Him. In Psalm 145, verse 2, 
He says, every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. It, wouldn't that be something if every day we woke up and we thought, you know what, all through today I'm going to bless the Lord. It change, it, this, this could change our lives. If we determine, it, it could even change our behavior, huh? I'm going to bless the Lord all the way through my day. It, it will do things. So the real question is, and this is Roman numeral two, how do we bless him? If, if we have the ability and the responsibility to bless him, then how is it even, how, how do we do this? First of all, we bless him with our soul. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul. So our soul can bless the Lord. Uh, Mark 12, verse 30, Jesus is speaking, and he says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The soul has been called the seat of our emotions, or in other words, our our emotions reside in our soul. And when the psalmist writes, bless the Lord, O my soul, uh, he's putting his soul or his emotions into it. You know, emotions are really important. And, and in, our, in a positive way in our lives, emotions can be so positive. They can be very negative, but they can be very positive. Uh, emotions will light the fire in any relationship. I was thinking about this, and, and you know, uh, I'm going to get in trouble for s this tonight, but I'm going to anyway. Cindy, when she smiles, her whole face lights up. It is full of emotion. I mean, her smile, uh, I've got a, a picture of her on my desk in the office, and it's with her smiling. And I'm telling you, that all I have to do is look at that, and I go, well, you know what? Life's good. Uh, because she, her smile expresses so much emotion. Love without emotion is flat. And you know what I mean by flat, don't you? It's like this. If, if you were uh, praying and, 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 and saying, Lord, I, I really th thanks. Thank you. I, I like you. I, I really appreciate your blessing on my life. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I am totally excited <laughs> with you. That's what I mean. Uh, uh, love without emotion is flat. And so we need to put our soul or some emotion into our relationship with the Lord. Amen. Put some emotion into it. It's not all, I mean, I'm not talking about just being, you know, crazy all the time. But it's all right to be crazy sometimes at least. I think we ought to get a little emotional about him sometimes. Now, all of us have different emotional levels in our lives. and Some of us express it a little bit. But, you know, we ought to put some emotion into our relationship with God. It's kind of like a kid falling in love for the first time, you know. Uh, I was thinking about a movie with... Uh, uh, Mel Gibson and Elijah Wood. Before Elijah Wood became Frodo, 
he was in this movie Forever Young with Mel Gibson, and he had a girlfriend, he, he, he wanted a girl he wanted to impress, and Mel Gibson was talking about putting emotion into it. He says, you need to go and serenade her. And so he goes out, the little kid goes out and throws pebbles at her window, and the little girl comes to the window, and he starts singing, uh, you are my sunshine, or something like that. And her dad comes and says, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, you know, and so he tells him, get out of here and go home and shuts the window. But the little girl turns back and smiles at him. Right. And so our relationship with God, you know, it, we can put some emotion into it. Uh, I don't always get this heavy rush of emotion every time I pray, but I do try to remember that when I'm praying, I'm talking to a person. God likes for us to relate to him like he's real because he's real. <laughs> and emotion is a very real part of our relationship. When we pray, uh, we're not speaking in the thin air. We're talking to our heavenly Father. Okay? Ephesians 5 verse 19 says, Speaking to one another in hymns, or psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's a pretty cool phrase, making melody in your heart to the Lord. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be a great vocalist to do this. It's, you know, the old, the old thing about the psalm, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Doesn't mean you necessarily have to be on the platform to do that, but I, I mean, in congregational, <laughs> never mind. I'm getting off the subject. So we make melody in our heart to the Lord and, and let Him know by, by songs of the heart. It may be something that we have learned in church, a song that we've learned in church, or something we make up on the spur of the moment in your prayer time, praise time, you know, just telling and singing and making melody in your heart. And I'm not going to tell you how I do it because I don't want to spoil the mood tonight. So anyway, but you know, sometimes I, I in prayer do get very personal with the Lord and I tell them I'll do kind of, maybe you might think it's kind of weird, but I, I let them know how happy I am with them. I mean, like I tell him, you know, Lord, you you really make me happy. I am happy with you. I've told him that. You make me happy. I am happy with you. I think there's a lot of people that aren't so happy with God, <laughs> you know, and I think he hears, he hears too much of that, right? <clears throat> we ought to let him know how happy we are and let him know uh, how good he's been to us, how blessed we are. We bless the Lord with our soul or putting some emotion into our worship and prayer and praise. We bless him when we, know, when we let him know how thankful we are that he has blessed us, right? Okay, so we bless him with our soul. And then secondly, we bless him with our thoughts. Psalm 103 verse 2 again says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, all his benefits. So in other words, remember his benefits. We bless him with our thoughts. 
Mark 12, 30, again, Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. It means, if we're going to put our mind into it, it means putting some thought into our worship and our blessing Him. Uh, something that every good relationship has is memories. I had a good relationship with my dad. He was, he was, a, he was a good dad. He wasn't perfect, but he was good. And I was remembering the best meal that I've ever had in my life. You know what it was? A bologna sandwich and an ice cold Coke. I was out on a fishing trip with my dad. We had taken his, our, his, our fishing boat out, and we're on uh, a lake in Alabama fishing, and we'd caught some fish, and it was about 12, and it was hot and, and all, but I was out on the boat fishing with my dad, and he, he reached into the, the cooler and pulled out a bologna sandwich, and all it was was, uh, back in the South, sunbeam bread, white bread, with mayonnaise and mustard and bologna. That's all it was. And then he, he popped, uh, took, took a, the cap off of uh, ice-cold Coke that was in the cooler and gave it to me. And I ate that sandwich and drank that Coke. And to this day, <laughs> it, it affects me. The memory of it. I can almost seriously, almost taste that bologna sandwich and Coke. I haven't had a bologna sandwich in forever. There are a lot of things that I prefer to eat today than a bologna, but I am tempted everyone, but you can't get sunbeam bread here, so I'm off the hook. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? The, it's such a great memory of my dad. Every relationship has good memories. We bless God with our thoughts, our memories. <clears throat> when we think about the good times we've had with him, God gets blessed. <clears throat> Listen to Psalm 145, verse 5 through 7. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. <clears throat> they shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. I told you just a little bit ago, I, I've been a Christian for almost 50 years. It's, it was 47 years ago in February, so going 47 and a half years. And <clears throat> I get very sentimental uh, when I think about what God has done for me over, over that span of time. He really has been good to me. I have a lot of memories within those first days and and for several months after I got saved, and one of those, the, my most told stories ever was about uh, Don McCamish calling me out. Uh, Don's daughter, one of his daughters, is here with us tonight visiting with Nancy, and I didn't know you were going to be here, but Don, uh, brand new convert, I'd been saved for a couple of months, and I was sitting on the front row of the church, long-haired, had hair, and it was long, <clears throat> sitting on the front row, and uh, he was calling people out, giving them a word of knowledge, and it had called out a lady, and I was praying in my heart. My lips didn't move. I wasn't saying anything, but in my heart, I was crying out, saying, God, I need him to, 
I need you to speak to me and speak to me now. And, and Don stopped and he said uh, to the lady, I'll, I'll continue talking to you in a moment, but he pointed his finger right at me on the front row and said, young man, God has a word for you. And I mean, I almost fell through the floor. And it, uh, it was a word that so encouraged me at a time of, of real desperate need, young convert stuff, you know, in my life and, and uh, changed me. I think about that all the time and my memory of, of God answering one of those now prayers. Uh, I remember clapping my hands so hard in song and worship services that they get red, you know, because I was so excited about what Jesus had done in my life. Uh, man, this is one of those sentimental classes, huh? But I remember I was walking across, I was, uh, got saved in Flagstaff. I was walking across a field one day uh, in, just in the city limits. It was a big, and we'd had like a foot and a half of snow. And I was walking across this completely white field, and I started taking my feet and and drawing big letters in the snow, Jesus, monstrous letters, Jesus, because I was so taken with what God had done in my life. And you know, thinking about those kind of things and what God has done in our lives, our memories bless Him. Now the following uh, psalm, this is a, a, a lengthy portion of Scripture, but I'm reading it to illustrate this point. And so just look with me, Psalm 136, verse 3 through 4, and then verse 10 through 26. There's a point to this. I give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endures forever. With a strong hand and a stretched out arm, for his mercy endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his mercy endures forever. And made Israel to pass the, through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever. There's a theme in this too, huh? Uh, but overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea, for his mercy endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck down great kings for his mercy endures forever, and slew famous kings for his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endures forever, and Og, king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever, and gave their land as a heritage for his mercy endures forever, a heritage to Israel, his servant, for his mercy endures forever, who remembered us in our lowly state, for his mercy endures forever, and rescued us from our enemies, for his mercy endures forever, who gives food to all flesh, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever. <clears throat> so this psalm is called a and the psalms were psalms were songs that were sung. It's called a psalm of remembrance, or in other words, of memory. And it's a detailed remembrance of what God had done for Israel in the past. And it's important for us to remember and reflect on the times God has come through for us. 
the times he's answered prayer and, and the experiences that we have had with him. And uh, Psalm 63, verse 5 and 6 says, My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. And so here is David uh, lying in bed, thinking about and remembering the good times he's had in the presence of God. Man, that just gives me a rush, thinking about that. You know, he's, it's laying, and so, you know, maybe if we have a hard time sleeping, sometimes this might be one of those things that would really be good to do. Instead of worrying about what's going to happen the next week or the next month or year or future, is take some time and let's remember all of God's mercies, His goodness, His favor, uh, and and so this is this is so important for us to do because we bless Him by doing that. <clears throat> I remember. Uh, I'm just going to tell a couple of more stories of of, of remembrances uh, that I have of God coming through. One of them happened before I came to pastor here in Kingman. I was uh, preaching when, in the old days when the old church building before I, I moved uh, to Malawi as a missionary. And I'd come here to preach, <clears throat> staying on uh, at the, it was a quality inn, I think, back in that time. It was a roadway inn, just, just down Andy Devine as you're going over the hill. And it was just over here. And so early the morning after I'd preached, I got up, it was like 5 in the morning. I went out walking on the railroad tracks down there, and I'm walking alongside the railroad tracks. And as I'm praying, the presence of God just came on me. And, I mean, it was so heavy, the, the, the sensing of God's presence. I didn't see an angel, but I felt an angelic presence, like, right there. It was so rich. It was one, just one of those things. And I, I think about that at times. There was a, just maybe a year later when I was in Malawi as a missionary. I had gone with Alex Chambaro and Charles Antunia, one of the other pastors. We had gone into Mozambique. And uh, it was in a village that was really Stone Age existence. Kambalat Sisi was the name of the village. And it was hot it was dirty. It was not a, uh, they drew water out of the well. Uh, we had a, a big campfire that night, and, and the whole village came together. And so there's this roaring fire. Where there's, no, there's no electricity around. There's no lights, you know, from, but it, the, the light of the fire. And so we're standing around this big fire, and, and, the, the, the village, they just began to worship God. And it was in a language that I didn't know. Uh, but I began, so I just sang in the spirit. You know, I'm, I'm singing in tongues and worshiping God. And they're singing in their dialect. And there's this guy with uh, deformed hands beating a, a jungle drum. And I'm telling you, his face was so uh, illuminated and he was so joyful, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, here's this guy that's got these hands like this, and, and yet he's using them 
uh, to praise God. And he is so grateful and thankful and blessing God. And I'm, I'm out under those stars. And I mean, it is not a comfortable place. It is anything but comfortable. But I am there. And I tell you, I was as much at home there as I was any place. And just in the presence of God, blessing God and sensing the presence of God. I'll t- just a side note on that. We, we got finished with had a great service. Alex Trimbaro preached. Some people got saved and healed and, and stuff. And God did great things. But then that night, we, we got into a hut, grass hut. And so we we're laying down. And I, I'm a, I got a sleeping bag there on mats with blankets over. And I'm, I'm just starting to get drift off to sleep. And I hear this crackling, and I'm thinking, wow, it sounds like rain on the hut. And I'm thinking, wow, this is because it's not the rainy season. I mean, it's dry, dry. And I'm thinking, what in the world? It sounds like rain on this hut. And then I realized what it was. It was termites eating the hut that we were in. <laughs> you could hear them, you know. <laughs> and so I... Uh, Broke out the doom. I have this this spray insect and sprayed it all down and went to bed and just contented myself that termites weren't going to crawl in my ears and <clears throat> make me crazier than I was. So anyway, but it was a great memory. Our memories bless God. Two things happen uh, when we are thinking about and rehearsing what God has done for us. We remind ourselves how good God has been to us. And then also, we bless him with those memories. Okay? Now, God is blessed when he has our attention. (laughs) Have you ever been talking to somebody and while you're... This is a rhetorical question because all of us have had this happen. You've been talking to somebody and while you're talking to them, you know they're not hearing a word you're saying. Wives, don't, you don't need to even nudge them. Don't even do it. But we all know the feeling of that. You know, and I was just thinking, if, if that happens to you, you know what you just, you ought to just say something, to, something just really crazy to get their attention, like, you know, you know, gas prices have fallen to $1.25 a gallon. That'll get their attention. It's not true, but it'll at least get their attention. Anyway. We can be that way with God, meaning uh, not really giving him our attention. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. We acknowledge him by thinking about him. And so while we are living our life, we ought to put some thought into it, right? When we're praying, we ought to give him our attention. I've mentioned this a number of times, and I've had people come to me afterwards and said, thank you for saying that. Practically every time I'm praying, my attention drifts and wanders. And I don't think God gets mad at us for that. I think he knows us pretty good, don't you? And he recognizes that we are have limited attention spans and understands us, but when I do see my and feel my attention draw, drifting away, I try to draw it back. And there are times where I say, God, I'm, I'm really sorry. You are worth my attention, right? And so he likes our attention. He looks forward to meeting with us, and he is blessed when we think of him. All right, 
Final thought. We bless God with our intensity. Psalm 103 and verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We bless him with our intensity. And what this means is, is we put everything into blessing him. All that is within me. Mark 12, verse 30. Jesus again, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and with all your strength. There's a word to describe the guys who wrote the Psalms, and that word is intense. Intense. <laughs> Psalm 63, verse, if, you, if you're looking, uh, viewing online, there's an alert signal just went off. We're getting ready to have a thunderstorm, maybe. If it does, and when it flashes, smile. Remember. Psalm 63, verse 1, the psalmist writes, O God, I want you to say that with me, O God, he is intense. You are my God, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Psalm 42, verse 1, I love this. David's writing, he says, as a deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you Oh, God. Uh, David's love for God is historical because of its intensity. He was called a man after God's own heart, and I believe that this is largely because he went after the heart of God. We bless God with our intensity. Now, to increase our intensity, so how do I get more intense? We may need some inspiration. And to inspire us, we ought to remember what he did to draw us to himself. Amen. This is intense. Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. We need to remember what he did to draw us to himself. He was perfect, wasn't he? He healed people. He fed people. He forgave people. And then they turned on him. He was rejected. They plucked the beard from his face. They spit on him. They mocked him. They put a crown of thorns on his head, drove nails in his hands and his feet. He gave up everything for us. And there's a word to describe his love for us, and that word is intense. And so we should be inspired to be intense in our love for him. And what I mean by that is we just need to get into blessing him. And again, I'm, it doesn't mean that we're just wild and crazy all the time, but you know, in your own private time sometime, it wouldn't be too bad to get a little wild and crazy, you know. You know. You know. 
in church sometime. It wouldn't be too bad to just be a little expressive, you know. And again, I know all of us are a little different in the way we relate emotionally and things like that. And I knew uh, a little lady in, in Winslow, the, my first church that I pastored, this was intense for her. I mean, sister, Joe Whitinger's mom, Sister Whitinger, she'd clap her hands like that. And it was, that was intense for her. She was born and raised Catholic. And so, you know, in church, just, and, you know, a little, maybe a little sway every once in a while. That was like, you know, like that for some people. So, anyway, I got, that just reminded me of Sister Kamir, you know, but I'm not going to tell you about her. That's another story for another time. No, I'll tell you about her. Right after I got saved, and, and we had this little lady in the church, Sister Kamir, and she would get up during testimony service, and she would uh, she, she'd start off by just having a you know little Pentecostal thing, you know. She'd go, "Hoya, hoya," you know, <laughs> and we thought, "Wow, that's going to be." And she would she would testify, and she had a little bangle thing. I what do you call it? Those things. Yeah, and then she'd have tambourine and service and she'd get into Hoya, Hoya. She was so funny. And she would stand up and testify. She says, you know, you got to love me because the Lord says if you don't love me, you're going to hell. You know? <laughs> so I thought, well, I'm I love you, Sister Camara. <laughs> we love you. But you know, and so I'm not saying you all have to be like Sister Kamir every song service, but we ought to get into blessing him. You, me, we have the ability and the responsibility to bless the Lord. So I want you to say it again. I will bless the Lord. Praise God. Let's bow our heads. I'm going to lead you in a prayer and a confession tonight as we close. I want you to just pray this, speak this out loud with me. Thank you, Jesus, for liking me. I believe I can bless you. I will bless you with my soul, my emotions. I will bless you with my thoughts and remembrances of you. I will bless you with my intensity. I will put everything within me into blessing you. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me ask you to do this. Take just a moment and bless the Lord. Would you give him a clap or just thank him out loud? Lord, we thank you. Praise you. We do bless you. Thank you for who you are and what you've done for us, changing our lives, giving us hope, meeting our needs. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Now say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And somebody say, hoya. God bless you. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.